0: Chopped off a pretty so girl,
1: same grade as me. Try to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus.
0: And she walked right over me. Yeah. Face down in the gum all the
1: four. I was Rooster that Production
0: her mind. brings you Under the Water Tower. Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Big Lane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. It's uh, coming off a very chilly and cold uh, weekend. I mean, the, the cold front hit on Friday. We'll talk about kind of what a weekend looked like from our words from the weekend. Again, the city the chamber, somebody ordered it for the, uh, the square. I mean, the beautiful yes. Christmas weekend on the square made it feel like Christmas. And, uh, you know, it sounded like it was a very, very good weekend here in Hernando.
1: Anything blank of Christmas, obviously I'm speaking of Dickens of a Christmas, um, let's get some cooler temperatures. Uh, 70 degrees would not have been uh, very enjoyable in a uh, Colonial Times garb, Colonial no, Times no. dress, and that type of stuff. So, yeah, the, the weather rolled in just in time on Friday night to uh, make you put, a, you know, another layer on, which was good. You and I both went to Oxford and went down for, those, for the Alabama Ole Miss game. You know, this was our first game where it was football weather, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's been some <laughs> was- hot all. There's been some hot ones all year long, but uh, this was much cooler. The weather's here; it's here all week. Uh, so just get used to that. Sending the kids out with jackets and that stuff. But of course, if it's going to get dark at five ten, might as well be cold. Oh yeah. You know, let's I mean, be cold at five ten because
0: you know you, if you don't want it to be beautiful seven, you get home, you got you know what it's, it's completely dark outside, and you're like, man, it's seven degrees. I'd love to be out doing something in the yard. I'd love to be out. You know, throwing the ball, whatever, and now it's you get home and it's five o'clock and it's pitch black dark. So yeah, it's might well be cold because you're gonna be inside anyway.
1: And if you're looking to improve when it comes to the inside of your home or the outside to toss the ball until four thirty when you have to go inside.
0: (laughs) Four thirty, kids.
1: (laughs) We kid, of course, but I'm speaking of if you're looking to change um, your home, move to a home. Uh, Derek, I just I know about a couple of people that have just recently bought homes right outside of Hernando. And so it's still happening. People are still moving. The house right next to us was sold and it has, is currently being moved in uh, right there uh, in Lakes of Cedar Grove. So it is still happening. The real estate market is still rocking and rolling in the Hernando area. And if you're looking for help with that, you need to work with the best and the best realtors in DeSoto County, the best team of realtors in DeSoto County are Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 60 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They were also recently voted DeSoto's Best for the 5th fifth- time. They also were the top producing team in the million dollar club for North Mississippi and not all realtors can be a part of that and they were the top producing team. Still a good time to list your home in Hernando and DeSoto County and they're currently offering a free no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. Brian and Terry can tell you all about your neighborhood. They can tell you all about your zip code. They can tell you about your street and how fast houses are closing. Getting under contract, Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor in 2022 give him a call at 662-449-1700 call brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653 that's 461 sold sold you can also do a full home search all throughout the mid-south at teamcouch.com again that's teamcouch.com they are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Give them a call again, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch podcast recorded each and every week at the Mobile Cars and Vans Rental Studios Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce Uh, let's just call it in the old burger shop building. Cars, trucks, vans if you have an insurance claim that you're working on, if your car's going into the shop for transmission issues, we do daily, weekly, or monthly rentals when it comes to cars, trucks, and vans we're currently working on a lot of things for Christmas time, working on some things for spring break we've even started to get a couple of calls about next summer. If you or your family are planning to travel this Christmas, this spring break, or this summer, please contact us at Mobile Cars and Vans. Think local, spin local, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Derek, I always tell little stories. Had a family come in from Florida, needed a van, got a van for us for three days going down to Oxford, did that. We were able to help move some things around at the airport. That's the kind of service that you're going to get at Mobile Cars and Vans. Please share our information. Share it with friends and family. Share it with your insurance agency we really appreciate it 662-469-4555 mobile cars and vans only had one show last week so we did not do what we typically do on our tuesday show to kick things off Derek, it's going to be our word from the weekend we have a bit of a topic that you and i want to cover we'll play off my word but your word is what for this weekend
0: Matt, my word for this weekend is plethora. Plethora, of course, just means a multitude of things or or several things. That's basically what we had here uh, under the water tower. So it was a plethora of things to do this past weekend, starting with ice skating on Friday night. Uh, You and I worked the ice skating booth or table or however you want to call it uh, at the dickens of a christmas just off the square on panola street just a fantastic time i think uh it looks like you know we we uh had about 55 skaters it looks like 55 56 skaters something like that um so just a a great turnout for friday night that came and uh you know we just again it is not what you would say a um traditional skating rink sure. but it, it uh you know kids loved it they were out there uh from 4 30 to 7 30 on friday so just a really good thing that the city does hey are you uh,
1: saying it's important to give kids something to do it, it is very is important. it important to do it, that it is did you just say kids loved something sports related activity related that was different okay that's going to play into my word go ahead
0: <laughs> okay so that was uh that was friday night till 7 30 oh excuse me also on friday night yeah, the christmas tree lighting which, uh, you know, while we didn't get to see, but we know when it happened because everybody left the skating right. rink to go over there. Uh, we had There was a movie after that. Uh, and then, of course, um, the next day was the Dickens uh, of a Christmas. You had the um, carriage rides. You had uh, the Nutcracker. You had uh, people, you know, like weaving baskets and things in Victorian dress, you had carolers around the square. Just a wonderful, wonderful day. You had the open house, of course, on Sunday, uh, which again, Santa Claus, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous day on Sunday to go out there and do that. You had the football games uh, on Saturday, both in Startville and in Oxford, of course. So real quick, I'm not
1: sorry to jump in. Are you yeah. saying that it's when a city gives people a reason to come to your city, come to your town, and come and see it? And and it'd be be a good advertisement for that? Yes. Like, that's what you're saying? It's another thing you're saying? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Again, we're going to go off my word. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Advertising. And uh, also, probably, you know, there were visitors who came here and actually uh, ate, Oh wow! Eight, uh, the foods that, f- yes. uh, that were not Hernando okay. residents. Uh, also, the then of course on Sunday, uh, you know, I had church, Sunday school, uh, and then uh, I actually started a fundraiser. I had to another um, fundraiser we're doing that the crew is doing, and, and started working on that this weekend and kind of getting the information about on that. So it was a very just a lot of things to do. Probably the busiest weekend heading into the holiday season. Sure, uh, I think that this weekend probably will be a lot slower. People start going out of town for early Thanksgivings or taking a week off for Christmas, I mean, for Thanksgiving, going on vacations, that sort of thing. So uh, this was a very, very busy weekend, a plethora of things to do. And so, uh, you know, I tried to participate as much as I could. I, I did, <laughs> I did forget one item at the church, which I, I apologize for. I had to uh, reach out to the pastor and apologize for. But um, other than that, made everything else. And uh, just uh, it's wonderful when you live in a town like this to have the multitude of the plethora of things to be able to do, uh, you know, to do and. Stay here if you need if you want to.
1: Absolutely, plenty of stuff to do in the city of Fernando. Uh, you know, Derek, you and I stay pretty busy on the weekends having kids the ages that we do. We stay pretty uh, pretty busy. Derek, my words going to be a little bit different, but it's going to go in the same vein of what you're what you were talking about. The different things. Obviously, people that listen to the show know my jokes. Just a minute ago, may know where we're kind of going. Last Tuesday, the city of Fernando voted to uh, either pass uh, a sales tax referendum of one penny per dollar, not ten percent per dollar. Am I right on that, Derek? That's right. One penny per dollar to go strictly towards parks, park improvements, park infrastructure to improve the park system. And that was voted down. Derek and I covered it on our show, recorded a certain show. Had to not release that one because we changed a few things because we uh, we got started to get word that there were some irregularities. Uh, that's a big word for me. <laughs> irregul- irregularities in the voting. Who voted in our city election? There was a number I have heard as many as 700 county residents voted inside the city of Hernando elections.
0: They voted in the city of Hernando because that's where they're supposed to vote, but they voted for a city of Hernando item. Yes. Correct.
1: They voted okay. for a city of Hernando item. Okay. So... That did happen, and so we are still, uh, on our Tuesday show, we're still waiting, and we might talk about that here in just a second with the Alderman meeting, kind of what that direction looks like, what's going to come of that, what that uh, is going to happen, okay? So, Derek, my word from the weekend is expectations. Mm -hmm. Follow me on my journey here. I'm going to get back to what we're talking about, how this ties into what I just said. You and I are Ole Miss fans. Ole Miss went toe-to-toe with Alabama, got right up until the end, throwing into the end zone – uh, with a minute left mm-hmm. for a chance to beat Alabama. Correct. Let's just say the largest football program in the last 15 years by far. Okay. And we were right there. Okay. And so a lot of Ole Miss fans, uh, most Ole Miss fans probably said, Oh man, we gave it, you know, gave it all we could and came up short. And oh man, we played a good game, but we didn't win. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, what did Lane Kiffin say in his um, press conference after the game? He basically said, None of that blank matters. Yeah. He, was- he said, None of that blank matters. We didn't win the game. Right. Because Lane Kiffin and what he's trying to express to Ole Miss fans, Ole Miss people, is we have to change our expectations. He didn't show up to just lose to Alabama by six points. He showed up to win the game, and we need to have those expectations as well. That's what he's saying. That's correct. Okay, that's correct. Okay. So back to the vote from last Tuesday. I figured out who these people are. Okay. The people that are voting against it and the people that are not for it and the people that voted against our kids, they're the same people that believe that eight and four – or seven and five, or nine and three for their local team or their team they support is okay. Right. And we just need to get used to it. It's the same exact thing. Here's what we're going to allow you to do. Hey, you know what? Eight and four, good try. Those are the same people that have expectations. It's not expectations for their city or their local town. They have expectations and opinions that are just good enough for what they're okay. Right. And that's where we are. That's what happened last Tuesday. A vote against this tax was a vote against our kids.
0: It was. There's no it, other way was, to put it. It was
1: a vote against our kids. Hey, little Johnny, little Sally, you know what? Go play on your scooter. This is the life. This is an okay life that we're going to give you. Uh, be appreciative of what we give you. Go eight and four, little Sally or little Johnny, while we have to while, while we watch Alabama, which I'll call Snowden Grove or South Haven
0: or New Albany or New Albany or
1: Senatobia or Aller <laughs> Branch or whatever. They're they're getting like they're, they've moved ahead of us in the SEC West. Okay, so these people, the same people that voted on Tuesday, I guarantee you they're the same people that say, oh, good try Ole Miss, have fun with 8-4 and this year. Oh, well, can't win them all. Or state, it doesn't matter. It It doesn't matter. I'm talking about Ole Miss and state, right. Okay, so that's what most – Memphis, fine. I don't care, it doesn't matter. Hey, you know what? Your life's pretty good. Enjoy your 9-3 and life. I'm going to do everything I can to keep you from having a 12-0 and life. Those are the same people that voted. Hernando, it's time to rise up. It's time to wise up. If you were uh, faked out or convinced or given information that was wrong, there was plenty of information out there. Tons and tons of information out there. Yes. Am I passionate about this? Yes. Because over the last six days, I've realized, whoa, light bulb moment. Those same people telling us that Hernando shouldn't and can't, and we don't need A, we don't need A, we don't need A, those are the same people that are happy going eight and four as a Rebel fan, eight and four as a Bulldog fan, and that's just how we have to take it. And you know what? Lane Kiffin doesn't expect it. Mike Leach. I don't know. He's not as animated. <laughs> he yeah. might tell a story about you know Halloween candy or something like that. But Look. if we're not striving for twelve and zero in every every way we can, and a lot of those people are business owners. If your business, if your business through a different couple of different changes can be a million dollar business and you're happy at four hundred thousand dollars in annual gross sales and that's fine, that that's fine. That's on you. But what you're doing and what you're convincing and what you're lying to people about is keeping Hernando from being a 12-0 football team. You're in the way. Yeah. You're in the way. So my word from the weekend is expectations. (laughs) That's my word from the weekend, okay? So I don't know if the vote's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with this vote and so forth. But again, uh, Derek, I'll, I'll be the one to say this. If you have ever said, man, they got dead people voting in Georgia. If you've ever said, man, they're doing irregularities, what they're doing in Pennsylvania and Arizona and all these things, and you know what I'm talking about from 2020. If that came out of your mouth and you've said it, you know darn good and well, there should be a new vote in the city of Hernando because there are irregularities in the vote in Hernando, and there should be a new one. And if you're not calling for a new one, then you're a hypocrite from 2020.
0: Yes, that, now that's that's my whole point. But if it's 500, 700 no, votes. if it's one. Yeah, then-
1: That's my point, if, if it's one If you
0: say, vote, then- you cannot say, well, you know, where do those votes come from in Georgia? Dead people are, like you said, um, you know, what are all these sure. votes? It's funny how they came in at the last moment yep. on one side or the other. Yep. If you've ever said those things or thought those things, then we know that we have facts that people in the county voted in a city election right. line item. Yeah. And if that is true in any form or fashion, then – It's invalid. It's invalid. According to what people believe, some people believed for the 2020 vote, that vote should have been invalid. Correct. It should have been redone. If you ever thought that, and you are now saying we should not do that for this, then you're right. You're a hypocrite. That's it. It should, it's the exact, not only is it the exact same thing, we do have it documented. We've had the election commission already come out and say- yeah, there probably was some, but not enough to really make a difference. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you and I know
1: stories of a lady, I mean, a good friend of ours, standing behind a lady who goes, oh, wait a minute, I'm confused by this, or this is not accurate, this is not yeah. correct. And that's... Um, now... You and I have been heavily for this. We've talked about it, Derek and I. Yeah. Uh, this was voted down fifty. I've heard fifty six to to forty four. I've heard fifty eight to forty two.
0: I think after the absentee vote.
1: And and again, some of those county people, I've, you're going to hear all that stuff on Facebook. Well, some half of them voted for it. Half of them, that doesn't matter if you're the same person that was raising hell in 2020 and saying they let dead people vote in Georgia. If that came out of your mouth then get ready for a new one because that's that's what has to happen. Elections
0: well, that's are either what accurate, should happen. Exactly. That's what should happen. I mean, if you can't have, not just for this election, but every election that you have, the next time that we had a mayoral race, the next time we had any kind of race, that you say, okay. Well, how do we know this vote is sure. true? The only way we've never had a question up to this time. Yeah, time. Right. There's been never been somebody that said, "Oh, well, I think somebody might have come in from the county, from another county, to vote on in this measure." That has never been worried about before. Right. Like the results I don't, results that. Come I don't in? remember that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've never. I mean, I've been here since 2004. At no point did ever somebody ever say, "Oh, uh, yeah, I think there was one or two that you know may have sure. voted or a dead person voted." You know, maybe somebody said it jokingly, but there was nothing ever come close yep. to documenting or one another. We know Election Commission has already admitted, yes, some people that voted that shouldn't have, but it, it wouldn't have swayed the vote. If you're admitting that you did not do your job, right. we got to have a re-vote. Right. I mean, again, I'm not saying they will. Uh, yes, it will cost the city money, but I do want to be clear. The county did it the first time. This will be the first time the city has to pay for it if it happened. So this is not, okay, we got to pay for it twice. No, no, no. We're paying for it once because the other ones were handled, again, by the county. So this will be a, a citywide thing. Not saying it's going to happen. Don't know what the Alderman are going to decide. They may discuss it on the Alderman meeting tomorrow night. We're going to get to that in just a moment. It's currently not on the agenda to discuss. I'm not saying it won't be added as a last-minute item, Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. But that is in the realm of possibility. Correct. We will see. But at this time, it's disappointing that it lost. Whatever your reasoning happened to be, I hope it wasn't for the you saw a 10 percent sign that said i'm not voting for a 10 percent tax sure because if, that
1: was not accurate
0: of the 10 percent 7 percent goes to the state this is a sale any sales tax especially ones on food also uh we get some of that rebate back if, if you want to look where the um where you know if you look at the uh the income for the city some of that is sales tax rebates that comes back to us okay so that is one portion of it but th- that's a state mandated item we cannot change seven percent the other two percent comes from the county for the uh lander center you know, if you have a problem with that, contact the county. Contact sure. your supervisor. Hey, why is this here? When does it go away? Why doesn't it go away? Ask them why. Why that's true? Okay. Put up signs. The f- <laughs> final one, the one percent we knew one hundred percent was going to the city of Hernando to build parks, mainly for children, but also for people from ages two to ninety-two. So, that is the one that we knew exactly where it was going, what it was going to be used for. The other 9%, we have nothing to do with that. If you understood that and still voted no, I guess that's just, you know, you really, that's how you feel. Right. If you thought any differently, then you were fooled. Yeah. And you need to look at the people who told you that, or the, the signs that you read that told you that, and say, wow, they did that to try to get me a vote away. I didn't understand. You need to have that information, so when you ever talk to those people, see those people again... That they did that. Not saying it wasn't a good strategy by them, Very because well obviously it worked. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that that is something that is done on a national level to cause confusion, to cause people to, you know, maybe sway somebody who doesn't know or is not, you know, uh, inform themselves of the matter and have them vote a certain way. That's now been brought to local politics. Sure. So just letting you know that's what that's what happened on on this on the thing again. Good strategy by them. It worked, but you know if that's something that you did not know you were doing, that is the truth. Uh, and I also want to say, you know, t- the other thing that I heard was, we well, you know we just need to find ways to get it done without raising taxes. Okay. Well, the, those,
1: the, those people should be the first ones lining up to show us how.
0: Or, that's right, that's because it. the city budget is twenty-two million. You know, I I did a little research, talked to a couple people, you know, and we have the budget right here on our table. The city budget is twenty-two million dollars for the next year. Now, of that, four to five million of that are one-time loans, stuff like that, grants that come in for certain, like the skate park grant, the loan for the asphalt, you know, you know, to put for AWG, you know, the loan that they're taking out for the animal shelter. So the actual budget itself, Matt, is seventeen-ish million. Uh, If you take out everything else, people, if you're listening and somebody comes to you with this, Matt, of the 17-ish million, that is a, a kind of the recurring budget, so the ones that are not done with loans and with grants, the recurring budget. Of the seventeen million, how much of that do you think is spent, Matt, on safety? Um, so fire, EMTs, police, that sort of thing. I don't know, Dare. You gotta tell me on that one. Thirteen million. Thirteen million. So we have four million dollars total to run everything else in the wow. city. So if you so the number of policemen we have right now, the number of firemen we have right now, the emts, the personnel, the cars, the equipment everything that, you know, to, in order to maintain the trucks, everything is, is between 12 and $13 million. So we only have $4 million to run the rest of the city. Okay. Right. So you're telling us we got to find some way to find 800 to $900,000 in 4 million to be able to do this to be, a, you know, to do a ten million dollar part project, like we were talking, you know, so how do we generate that on a four million dollar budget outside of safety? So you're either asking us to cut safety, which I don't think anybody's asking us to do. You know, which police personnel should we cut? What right. fire personnel should we cut? Because right. again, take out safety, our our city runs on a four to four and a half million dollar budget. There's no money for that. So. Right. Uh, anybody that says that you can do this, oh, y'all can find this, oh, cut corners here, or cut corners there, you know, they're trying to build a contingency. They're trying to build a rainy day fund.
1: Which most of those people, the same people would love. It's a savings hey, account. Right, they, it's a savings to build account. A hey, savings well, the account. city should have $2 million, $3 million in savings account. Those same people, if you're, you know, the fiscally responsible people that vote no, 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 tell you to settle with that eight and four lifestyle or eight and four city, they're the ones that would be like, oh, three million dollars in the bank would be great. But then they're going to be the first ones to say, uh, "Hey, three million dollars. We got three million dollars. We can do all kinds of stuff with." Yeah, uh, no, that's and, not and, and we're just, talking so and, that
0: four and a half million dollars runs water, sewer, <laughs> the city office. There's not, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of cushion. There's not a lot of whatever uh, for the city. And I just, I hope people understand that that you know, I believe we missed out on a way to be able to fund parks uh, in a way that would not really hurt anybody at all not at you know on on any kind of level for again a dollar on a hundred dollars ten cents on ten dollars you know a penny on a dollar that that's what if people really thought that was going to hurt them when we knew exactly where it was going to irregardless of the ten percent again one percent was not ten percent and the fact that they could figure that we can do it any other way i just don't see it and and, and again that's this is not a this is not a (laughs) What, now what was my they, word again? What was my <laughs> expectations. <laughs> expectations. This, yeah, yeah, this is a generational thing. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Like, I mean, we have another, I would say, at least two generations of children right. that will be playing on the same parks that we're looking at right now. No doubt. And because there's no way they are going to allow us to do this again. Yep. So unless we have a, a severe increase in commercial and industrial growth, there's just no way to be able to fund it.
1: But again, Derek, the same people that I'm talking about, <laughs> the same people that want you to have that eight and four, be happy with eight and four be happy going to the liberty bowl hernando okay i'm sorry but that, most people know what i'm talking about yeah. be happy going to the eight and four nine and three. Oh, look at hernando that's cute they they won 10 games that's cute good for hernando that's great little hernando that could mm-hmm. but they tell you to live your eight and four lifestyle mm-hmm. and they fool people and a lot of people and tell them this this and that put up a sign it makes them feel good but they accomplish nothing they're the same people That will tell us to settle with our 7 and 5. And if you voted against this and you expect our parks and our life and our city to be 12 and 0, there you go. There you go. Expectations, Hernando residents. If you have expectations for better things, if little Sally or little Johnny or little Billy plays on a soccer field that doesn't have enough light or doesn't have enough uh, anything or your parking's not good or your bathroom is going to the port john if you're doing that and you're okay with that, with your eight and four lifestyle, go right ahead. But it's time for Hernando to wake up and uh, rise up and and start striving for 12-0. and 0. Expectations is my word from the weekend. Sorry it took us 22 minutes to get there, but that's what it is. Well, Derek, some of the stuff we were talking about, Alderman meetings, give us the Alderman meeting, the second meeting in November tell us about that Derek uh, should may, maybe be a little short what you got
0: well probably not the six minute meeting we had last time yes. uh, but there's not a lot to cover there's, this is the planning meeting so the, everything coming from the planning commission does take place during this meeting Uh, Just really looking uh, at the agenda. There's three planning items. Of course, the the northwest corner of Highway 51 and Robertson Road. That's up to you know, this has been tabled twice. It will be discussed. So anything that comes from that, we'll pay a lot of attention to. The next one is the final plot approval of three lots. On the one-and-a-half acres, this has also been discussed by us before. I've been tabled a couple times. This is the property on East Valley Street, uh, just behind the Cadence Bank or, or the hardware store right there. Very small section of land. Again, it's one-and-a-half acres. Uh, at one point, it was looked at to maybe do two houses, but the uh, setbacks from the back were not far enough away from the hardware store or the old Fred store, and so they had to do some changes. Well, now it looks like they're asking for three lots. I'm going to speculate and say that looks like they may be tr- uh, looking to do townhomes there instead of the uh, original plan. I do not know that for a certain, so we will see what that looks like on Tuesday night. Have it for you on Friday. The next one is uh, Mount Pleasant and Riley Street, a one lot subdivision. This is the corner. If you ever seen it, if you're turning toward the uh, elementary school right there on Mount Pleasant on Riley, like you're going back there toward the elementary school, there's that corner lot right there. There was a tree they just tore down that was on that lot. It looks like they're trying to uh, somebody has actually purchased that lot. They they a while back they subdivided it into two lots. Uh, They asked for the sidewalk variance, which was given, and so now it looks like they're trying to do a final plat because somebody's ready to build uh, on that location. And then there's a public health and safety hearing for a house on College Street. This is another one that was tabled back from August. We'll see what they say, whether it's going to be condemned by the city or maybe if there was something done to be able to fix it up. Uh, And then the final thing, uh, final main thing, was the approval to advertise for bids for contracted landscape maintenance for the cities and parks. So we just talked about the parks. Well, now uh, this is the, uh, the, basically the grass-cutting, the, the uh, spraying, the um, uh, fertilizing bid that goes out every year. Uh, they have a list, and I, we do have a copy of the list that was sent to us by an alderman and, um, you know, to look. What they, it was about a nine-page bid list of what they are looking to do, uh, spraying fields, cutting fields, that sort of thing. So we'll see what that bid looks like, how much it's going to be, and who wins it here uh, on the meeting Tuesday night.
1: Derek, do we have to send that list out to certain people that want an opinion on everything about our parks and anything like that? Let them know. Here's what look. They don't want to look too nice. <laughs> five flowers, <laughs> not ten. Okay, right. settle for your. Fi- hey, look, we're giving you five bushes, not whatever. The kids are okay with a few rocks. The kids are okay if the um, you know the overseeding doesn't yeah, and, go and, well. And, you know, but, it's and, okay. I'll I'll you, right. I
0: promise you. And unfortunately, since we didn't have the money to do it. Uh, seven eight nine years ago uh they played on rocks for many years Yeah, many years i promise you my kids played on rocks out there at the soccer field which again they're much better now i'm just saying when they Absolutely. first started off we were picking out rocks and throwing them to the side yep. uh as part of the group that was trying to get that done so um again it should be a, it should not be too long of a meeting we'll have everything anything that comes out up friday including if they decide to add any kind of discussion on a uh, a, a possible appealing uh, of the vote
1: Thank you to the mayor. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen for uh, doing the city work. Uh, No matter what's going on, Derek, I'll always thank the mayor, Board of Aldermen. I could could completely disagree with them and what they're talking about and doing, but I'm always going to thank them for serving going down there, taking a look at it and doing the city business. You know, some people don't necessarily agree with that method but uh, that's on them. Derek, we're going to finish strong on our first part of the show. We're going to finish strong, finish positive. We've mentioned them several times over the last couple of shows. Santa Claus will be here December 17th as part of the 12th annual Crew of Hernando Santa Claus Caravan. Put that on your calendars. Let, it, let you, everybody know that he's going to be coming through on a fire truck doing what he does every year. It's been a wonderful uh, event for the Crew of Hernando and Derek, the Crew of Hernando which you and I are part of, have been members from uh, day one. I won't say we're founding members, but uh, about as close as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) About as close as you can get. This past Thursday, the... Crew Fernando had the pleasure to be recognized by the DeSoto County Schools and the DeSoto Economic Council who puts together, and every educator or most educators going to know what we're talking about. Uh, they have been giving out, giving away grants for 10, 12, 15 years now, grants to local teachers. And about seven or eight years ago, Derek found out about this and pursued it. And what we started to do as the Crew of Fernando was a, a fundraiser to try and fund as many grants as we could. That's right. Uh, as many grants as we could. We would go through them. I think... Let's just say 30 teachers would apply. Uh, We would go through them, and through our fundraiser, we would try and fund 12, 15, 17, as much as we could. And what happened is about three or four years ago, we really began to look at and feel bad for the ones we couldn't fund. That's right. And so we wanted to – figure out a way to fund more grants for the teachers, for the Hernando teachers. And again, the crew of Hernando raises funds and those funds stay inside the city limits of Hernando. Uh, Not like elections, (laughs) (laughs) but our money stays inside the city of Hernando and This past Thursday, we were so honored and privileged to uh, hand a check over for over $18,000, and we were able to fund 39 grants for only Hernando teachers. Only Hernando teachers. Only Hernando teachers. Now, why is that a big deal? And somebody might be like, hey, there's kids in Horn Lake, there's kids in South Haven, there's kids in Olive Branch. We agree with you. By us funding 39 grants, the Hernando, Mississippi teachers, they don't have to get any money from the DeSoto Economic Council, so it allows those funds and those other things things to be uh, granted to the other rest of the county so it's a county-wide blessing if I, I'm right. not you know what I'm saying it's a county-wide opportunity for those teachers in Horn Lake and South Haven and Walls and Lake Homer, whatever maybe their grant got funded because the 39 inside of Hernando were taken care of I am not saying we're going to be able to take care of 39 or 40 or whatever every year but we're going to do everything we can and um, what a great opportunity and just a privilege to be a part of an organization that goes out and actually says hey you know what we want to strive for better expectations. Yeah, and we want to fund our teachers. And we gave thirty-nine grants.
0: Yeah, this was, and they were honored last Thursday uh, at the DeSoto County Teacher Grant Award Ceremony, which was at DeSoto Hills yes. Baptist Church up in South Haven. There was, um, again, this is all the schools in DeSoto County includes North Point, includes Sacred Heart. Any teacher can apply for, a, for up to a five hundred dollar grant through the DeSoto Economic Council. Now. Uh, as matt mentioned we did 39 there were 87 grants total given wow, out yeah the total amount given to the economic council for the awards was 38,85109 wow. matt we were 188 of that That's so we so there was only 20,000 given outside of what the crew of fernando did and so what matt was saying is is because the, the crew was able to do this that was that opened that 20,000 up to every other school in the county so we were able to do 39 which means there was 48 other grants given out with the twenty thousand dollars that uh you know to other schools i I believe most schools were represented i've seen the list uh but it's it's a wonderful thing if you don't know about it if you're a teacher didn't know about it please apply next year uh if you don't know about it as, as a company it's a great way to give back to the community if you know go through the economic council I will say this: that number used to be eighty, ninety thousand dollars. It used to be an enormous, yes, uh, the, you know, eighty or ninety thousand dollars that the uh, Economic Council would give out, and we were talking I about mean, one hundred and forty grants, maybe a year, yeah. and maybe we were only fifteen, or as you said, fifteen of those. Uh, now, unfortunately, and of course, I know people find other things to give to, uh, and, and you know, I'm not sure how the, the marketing is going, but it's, it's under 40000 but this is something that we truly believe in. We love our teachers. We know that Hernando has really good schools uh, statewide, and so we want to keep it that way. So congratulations to all the teachers uh, this year who received these grants, especially those in Lewisburg. Uh, at North Point uh, and at Hernando and of course at Hernando you know it was uh, you know we're so grateful for what you do and and hopefully that every year that if, if there's something you need for your classroom whatever it happens to be think about this next year think about applying I think you have to apply early in August uh, and then we were notified uh, of it and then we have to let them know I think by the end of September or October you know kind of what if we can do the whole thing and if not which ones we choose so again Thank you to the no- Economic Council for setting this up. Thank you to the teachers for all you do. We really do enjoy this fundraiser.
1: No doubt about it. And as I said, Derek, let's end on a positive note there. All the 20, 25 minutes of talking about other things. Uh, the Crew Fernando, 12 years now in existence and has raised uh, well over $600,000 in grants, in uh, different things, and a major announcement will be coming up in the next two weeks for the crew of Fernando. A major announcement that uh, something uh, people, I think, will thoroughly enjoy regarding the Mardi Gras ball coming up in February, which will be at the Gin in uh, Nesbitt. Wonderful place. They do a great job for us, and uh, we look forward to supporting them. And um, Derek, we, uh, we looked up and had some expectations on which way we wanted to take our Mardi Gras ball, and we needed to improve some things, and we did that. So um, we said we don't want, we don't want to be 9-3 and three anymore. Let's shoot for 12-0. Right. And by doing those things, raising your expectations and demanding more, working harder, getting it done, it allows us to pay 39 teacher grants for the city of hernando and and don't forget every single teacher in hernando that applied got their grant and if you're one of those teachers please share it on facebook share your pictures share your stuff all those different things that's how we continue to grow so people more and more people support us and more and more people can uh you know would be a part of our, our things that we do a part of our fundraiser and then it allows us to raise more money so um you know, great job by the, uh, the teachers and we really appreciate everything that you do. And Derek, speaking of, um, doing a wonderful job, speaking of, uh, working hard and speaking of having expectations and trying to meet those expectations when it comes to his business, I'm speaking of course about our favorite local lawn care and landscape company, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, any type of thing on the outside of your home or office, you need to reach out locally to the best in the business. Richard Williams with Williams Lawn Services. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. Again, that's 662 662- 292 You can also find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Give Richard a call to help with any fall cleanups.
0: 662-292-8855. Tissota Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved In the lab process, and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Middle of our Tuesday show brings us to the
1: DeSoto County Fact of the Week, given to us by the DeSoto County Museum. DeSoto County Museum, a wonderful thing across the street from Cadence Bank on Commerce Street, nine to five Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is always free; doesn't cost you a dime. Walk in, ask for a tour. They let you walk by. uh, You know, if you don't need a tour or want to walk through yourself, certainly can do that as well. They have great exhibits for children now as well. Nine to five Tuesday through Saturday at the DeSoto County Museum, Derek. Give us the fact of the week for this week by Mr. Rob Long.
0: All right, so the fact of the week this week is something we've kind of touched on before, but wanted to go ahead and kind of clarify the names of the streets as they sat at the turn of the century. Uh, on the Hernando Square, again, over 100 years ago. This is about 110, 115 years ago. So you know, if you ever see some of these streets, maybe you see uh, leftover markers here or there, or if there's any kind of reference to it as you go in the DeSoto County Museum. We mentioned, we've talked about the Lusher Street before, why it's called a Lusher, when it used to be called a Lusher uh, because of a lush. Uh, people that, you know, drank too much. Uh, but after the Prohibition Movement, they they added an O instead of a U. So we've talked about that before. But there were several streets in 1915 uh, who had their names changed or, or no longer exist. Now, one of them is Schwartz Street. Schwartz Street is the one, as you're going past uh, ACs, so if you keep going straight past ACs uh, all the way you know, toward the old jail, uh, that little stretch right there was was known as Schwartz Street, Um. And the Westbrook Street, again, this is another one, Westbrook Street uh, was, is now considered six, 51 South. So it is 51 heading south of town. That, that was, used to be known as Westbrook Street. Uh, at the time, it was probably some type of alleyway or a narrow street. It then got turned into Highway 51 north of the square. We've talked about this before because of, uh, I believe we, had, we, we talked about the wedding chapel being on the corner, was Temple Street. Temple Street was located where US 51 is now going north. So if you're thinking about where the DeSoto Arts Council is, that was called Temple Street before it was turned into Highway 51. Uh, here are some of the old, old businesses that were there in that, during that time. The Shipman Hotel was located where the new lands record office and the juvenile court is right now. So think about where that is, the juvenile court. That will used to be the Shipman Hotel, which is kind of cool to think that there was a hotel right there other on Square. And then the old post office. We know where it is now on Commerce Street. The old post office is where EK Heating and Cooling is right now. So basically right there on the corner of 51 and Losher used to be on the corner of, I guess it would be Westbrook Street, would be the old post office. And then finally If you know where um, Commerce Street comes into the square, right there at the gas station, uh, trust marks on your left, you got the gas station on your right. That actually was where Holly Springs Road used to go to. Uh, so Holly Springs now, of course, dead ends at the curve going up McInvale. It used to go all the way, literally led into the square uh, before they changed that to 304 Old Commerce Street, or excuse me, Old 304, now Commerce Street. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are uh, with our road. So, you know, when you look back, you go in there, you see the old map of the town. When you're looking at that, just imagine how everything has changed, been rewritten over, uh, over and over again, that this same square has been here for, you know, almost 200 years. Rob is reminding us how things change. Always a great fact
1: of the week from Rob Long with the DeSoto County Museum. Nice building right across the street from Cadence Bank on Commerce Street, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Get out today and support the DeSoto County Museum. Well, Derek, right around this time, we typically would be, maybe be saying uh, a, a an ad or saying something about the Hernando Farmer's Market. Thank you to Gia Matheny and her team for being part of our seasonal sponsorship. We really do appreciate that. We hope they had a wonderful success for the uh, 2022 season, and I know the Dickens of a Christmas was a huge success. So thank you, Gia, and your team for supporting us over the last six and a half months. Good luck uh, with everything going forward when it comes to the city. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Working with over 50 of the largest insurance companies in the world nationwide, Haggerty Kemper, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, Cigna. Those are just some of, like I said, the over 50 insurance companies that Holland Insurance works with in DeSoto County. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone under the water tower, call them at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Give them your budget. Give them your needs. Let Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and their team serve you today. Tell them what you need. Tell them your budget. They can match you with the right company for you when it comes to home, life, auto, property, or casualty. Call Bruce and Jerry today, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance.
0: Well, Matt, uh, we're close to wrapped up here for the football. We're about to discuss the final game that we'll be covering for this 2022 uh, high school football season. I uh, want to go ahead and let you know that this will be the last sports that we have uh, until after Thanksgiving. So the way that's going to work, we're going to cover the last game that we had today. Uh, the bat, We know basketball has started. We know soccer has started for some schools. We're going to look to cover boys and girls basketball, uh, as well as uh, boys and girls soccer, again, for the two schools that are playing. Of course, North Point plays in the fall for the girls and the spring for the guys. So we'll, the, the two public schools that we cover. We'll get all the records updated. We'll have that for you uh, this Decision on that was, you know, we'll cover this game uh, today. Uh, Friday, of course, we're going to cover signings. Uh, we're going to catch everybody up on all the signings that have happened over the last couple of weeks. This is a big time of year for uh, – for soccer signings, for baseball signings, so any of that that's happened, uh, we'll go ahead and cover that on, for you on Friday. And of course, next Friday is the day after Thanksgiving. We're taking that day off. So because you know we usually kind of cover sports uh, usually toward the end of the week, especially with with results, uh, we'll be waiting to the first Friday in December. So two weeks from uh, this Friday, we'll catch you back up again with basketball girls and boys for all three schools, soccer boys and girls for the two public schools. Uh, and so you know we hope that you're okay with that, uh, and we feel good about that. And we're going to have it all ready to go uh the no Derek I've already I've
1: already covered all the turkey I need to cover I've already covered all the turkeys that I need to talk
0: about (laughs) oh yeah so we're we're gonna wait till the first of December uh so I want to go ahead and cover though there was only one football team left playing on Friday night and so so we'll turn our attention to that game uh that was the Patriots who traveled to battle the golden wave in Tupelo this past Friday night Unfortunately, this game was all Golden Wave, with Matt just missing out on his prediction for the final score. The the Lewisburg Patriots were shut out by the Golden Wave, forty-two to nothing. Now, Matt, you had said forty-nine to nothing. Yes, I had said forty-nine to seven. They took a knee. It was (laughs) forty-two to nothing. The longest, the third straight time, Lewisburg has fallen to Tupelo in a game played on the Golden wave Blue Turf. Now, Tupelo ground out three hundred ninety-seven yards of total offense. Matt, how many total yards do you think the Patriots had the whole game? Six. <laughs> they had more than six.
1: No, Did they ever get past midfield? I'm not sure no about that. No offense to the Patriots. No, but no, no,
0: they, no. I mean, I'm not sure about that. So, Tupelo had 390. They had 400 yards of offense. Yes, they did. Lewisburg had 77 yards.
1: I was not far off. Yeah. Six. 77 total yards of offense. Gun- I, I know a young lady who is a cheerleader, and I visited with her last night about – what it was like for that game on on Friday, and she said it was it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, so it was pretty bad. Gunnar Gilmore had sixty three threw for sixty three of the yards. Uh, Luke, Luke, Lucas Ketch had twenty eight had two catches for twenty eight yards, and that was about it. Uh, it was a tough game for the Patriots. We we kind of figured that with Tupelo being the number one team uh, in the state probably going to win the championship i I don't see anybody in the south really being able to handle them and i know it's a tough way to end the year for the patriots but they should be very extremely proud for going from zero wins and only one overall last year to three regional wins this year their first playoff game since 2012 so just a great job by the coaching staff. a great great job by the kids it will get tough it'll stay tough again next year as they move up to 7a
1: can we switch that to good let's just go to good
0: good just good just Good. good okay
1: good lewisburg good season
0: yeah, you're a good season. You We're, say
1: great a little too much. Man, I got man, I just got a new I, I just got a text. I can't wait to, I can't wait to read okay, on there. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I just got a text. All right, so congratulations again on the year. Good year. On a good year. I'll look. If you go, I mean, I, I don't know what I mean. Since it's a zero, starting at zero, no,
1: we have to have expectations. We have to, we was, have to okay, rise. That's expectations. Okay, right. it was a good Lane year. Lane
0: Kiffin would say it was a good year. No, yeah, ten and a, two to him is not a good year. It's not a good Eight year. Eight two is not a good yeah, year. Yeah, so congratulations on a good year for the Patriots and look forward to covering you again next year. Now, again, so that is now as a sad note, Matt Lewisburg wasn't the only one lost. Um, let's just say Region One, yes, the Soto County, was as not a, a whole. Year it was not a good region this year we did not know that we you know we had some good battles we had some good what we thought we, were good teams maybe a good region not a great region there it is i don't even know oh, that. okay i mean region two every team in region one played region two that's how it works okay. right so i think
1: region one may start being known as region first round so Just one so,
0: so one played <laughs> four two played three you know in each in each division right matt south haven which was the, our region one south haven undefeated south haven 10 and 0 has Startville, the fourth seed out oh of Tupelo's God. region, travel to South Haven for the game. Matt, South Haven lost 38-19. And, and South, Haven was, South Haven was the best team in this area. They were 10-0. Right, and they got uh, destroyed. They, 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 they beat South Panola by seven. Everybody else they destroyed. Again, they lost 38-19 to to the fourth seed out of region two. Um, that And so, yeah, DeSoto Central lost their matchup. Uh, South Panola lost their matchup. Yes, and so it was not even close. close. Across the board, Region One swept. Hernando would, would have won. Region Two. Hernando would have won. <laughs> okay, so, region two swept region one across the board. You know, and now looking to go to the next round. You know, you don't know what you have, and when you're only playing each other, you're like, oh, yes. we got a pretty good. Te-. Yes, Mm-mm. there's some extremely strong teams in the True. state of Mississippi. We found that out, and so the coaches can take note, look at that. We, you know, just I know we can't. You know, you, the kids that move here are the kids that are here, but that was an eye opener to see just how strong the other you know major North yes. House region was. And, uh, you know, it's going to see how it goes next year.
1: Well, they just disposed of the kids. They just disposed of the high school football teams in this area quickly. Done. Get them out. Move on. Well, I agree a, with you. Would I, you I'm, see a 4C beat a 1C, yes. like, not just
0: beat them, they yeah. – they, they handled them. Yeah.
1: I mentioned something to that last soccer season, Madison Central came here. Madison Central beat us, I think it was maybe 5 2 or something like that. But I, I started to talk to Wilson and was like, hey, man, we play Lewisburg and D.C. and South Haven and Lake Cormorant and all those different schools. We need to think and believe that we can beat the Tupelos, which we did the other night, and the Madison Centrals and the Germantowns. Germantown's going to be a thorn in the side of Hernando for years to come. And so we need to be looking at those schools and raising our expectations to say, how do we, I'm sorry, that's been the word of the thing. And wait till I read you the text we just got a second ago. It's going to be amazing. Speaking of raising your expectations and uh, speaking of like kind of fishy stuff going on, but uh, we digress. But we have to raise our expectations and Hernando in certain sports uh, should have, pretty high expectations, Um, you know. And look, uh, there's something I'm not going to say on our Tuesday show, but on Friday – on Friday is when Derek and I are going to begin to announce the the people that have signed the commitments, that type of stuff. Okay, so please uh, tune in on Friday, when, and we'll do, we'll start to do that on our Friday show as we start to get more and more of those coming in. Uh, different sports. I know we had a lot of signings for the uh, volleyball team and softball team mm-hmm. for Lewisburg. We're going to talk about that on Friday. We'll see so if you have any yeah. baseball.
0: This is the, exactly. Exactly. November's always prime right. baseball signing season too. Right. We'll be looking for all that time that of stuff. That
1: stuff's going to be coming up. But Derek, before we sign off and we wrap up Lewisburg, congratulations on a good year. Um, Whoo, Tupelo's tough. Uh, like I said, Tupelo will not be matched until probably the
0: third round. And uh, well, when Tupelo again goes undefeated and wins the division that just swept your division, yes. they're they're a pretty good team. Absolutely.
1: Well, Derek, just uh, before we sign off, I do want to send. you uh, – Let me read this. Okay, uh, I got a text from someone that you and I both know. It simply says this, and this is from a uh, this is from a Facebook page or some little private message that uh, whatever. We're not sharing names. This person says, I don't live in Hernando and the 1% tax or the one penny tax was on my ballot. When I asked one of the workers, they said that even though we weren't in Hernando, we could still vote on it. I did, but then started thinking I probably shouldn't have now. I believe we may have had the wrong ballots or it was placed on our ballots by mistake. That's all I'll say. That was a text from someone to someone we know. That text came to that gentleman. Good on him for saying, "Hey, something feels bad. Something feels icky about this." He sends it over, and I'm I'm reading it straight from him. Um, Again, if you've ever made the joke and sent emails to your buddies or whatever, where uh, dead guys voting Georgia? If you've ever said it, uh, get ready for a um, get ready for maybe a new vote in the city of Fernando.
0: Again, we'll see, and we will cover if they cover it on the meeting tomorrow night. We will have it for you.
1: Absolutely, we definitely will. Thanks, Derek, for all the things you gave us: board of alderman, teacher grants, all that stuff. Again another shout out crew of Fernando thank you to all the DeSoto County teachers who applied those 39 men and women we are so honored to uh, be a part of your classrooms and we hope that you guys do a a, a great job with the funds that you received Derek and I will always aggressively uh, pull for you guys and and preach it right here on the UTW podcast look if you enjoy what you hear some of the different things we talk about and do please share it with friends and family simply share it from Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. there's a way for you to share it on Facebook Fernando Happenings share it with your friends all those different things uh you know ask your teenager how to share a podcast and they can help you out (laughs) also find us on facebook at utw podcast on instagram at utw podcast on twitter at utw pod if you enjoy our show you'll enjoy ob pod releases a show super early monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto county also deep dives into olive branch lewisburg and center hill athletics ob pod look them up today well, Derek, we'll see what Friday holds us after the, uh, we'll update them on the meeting for tonight. Uh, very interesting, I think, decision that the Board of Aldermen has to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be taking a look at that and see what that looks like. Uh, so a six-minute meeting may, may turn into a 60-minute meeting. We don't know.
0: It, it all depends <laughs> on what gets added or, or discussed.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk more about that on Friday.
0: Thank you for coming on this journey with us. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time, Under the Water Tower.
1: Show them all the
0: beauty they possess inside Give them a sense of pride To make it
1: easier Let the children